The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house and others that I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Saturday morning. And, um, <clears throat> Excuse me. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. It's going live there right now on the right side of the page. We are not on YouTube this morning, and that's we're trying to. They hone in on us. <laughs> we want to really come to the truth about these kinds of topics that we're going to talk about today. We've got two strikes. We're trying to protect the channel until at least one of those goes off, and then we're going to bring that back on um, on Saturdays. But you can check us out online, sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can also do it on my Twitter account, FPPTim, uh, Periscope and Twitch at Setting Brushfires, Facebook at Bradley Dean. Our YouTube channel is B. Dean Sons of Liberty, BeforeIt'sNews.com, uh, we will not be on the front page today because that's tied to our YouTube, as well as dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. And then finally, if you want to catch us on some of the other uh, social media platforms, you can do that. Spreely Gab, MeWe Minds, and USA.life at Sons of Liberty or Sons of Liberty Media. Now, we're going to have a problem today. Uh, I can already tell because <laughs> uh, we've got... Um, We've got uh, Kate Shimarani and we've got Dr. Kevin Corbett, but Kevin's calling in on his separate thing. So in 40 minutes, guess what's going to happen? We're going to have to reconnect. <laughs> so okay. we'll, do, we'll do that with the same thing, though. It's, it's not a problem. Just I want to let people be aware that that's what's going to go on because uh, I guess I'm cheap or I just can't afford it. Uh, the extra money in my budget for, for the Zoom Pro. But we have both, uh, both uh, Kate and uh, Dr. Corbett today. And one of the things that we're... Uh, going to talk about is what's been being pushed out by the current administration. And there, it's not just here in the U.S., it's also in the U.K., and that's this new Pfizer vaccine. And one of the interesting things that Kevin and, and Kate have pulled out, I'm, well, I'm going to let them tell you about it because it's the very thing they're not telling you about uh, in the media. So good morning, guys. Hi, good morning. Thanks for good morning. Me yeah, good morning. Yeah, great, great to have you guys. And um, we... Uh, are happy that you guys have joined us this morning. Now, one of the things, Kevin, you've written a uh, an article, a brief article, and I'm going to pull this up here. 
called guinea pig britain that's right <laughs> the uk government cannot censor the fact that it expects quote a high volume of adverse events from pfizer's sars-cov-2 rna vaccine you want to tell us what all you found out there well, it's very interesting. Uh, what's, uh, you know, we've had the, the, the government here in the UK has pushed out this idea that this vaccine is going to be the magic bullet. And it's the, the thing to have. Everybody must have it. They've even mobilized the army to go door to door in Birmingham to encourage people to test. And they've gone into Liverpool, the army uh, and Liverpool and Birmingham, big cities in the UK. They put the army into Liverpool uh, they're going into schools and they're testing students and, and teachers. And some of this is bluster. You know, some of it is, you know, that they're um, using the visual impacts of people in uniforms to put the fear of God into people. But they've also put this testing uh, mobilization out on the back of this, this vaccine that's coming out. And what's been found out about that is very interesting because even the British Medical Journal is abuzz with this on their rapid responses. They found a tender online from the British government for AI software, for artificial intelligence software, to pick up serious adverse events. And the tender says that the government are expecting a high volume of adverse events that will have a serious impact on mortality and morbidity. And that basically means is they know this vaccine is dangerous and they know that it could kill people. And that is what they're not telling the people of the UK straight up. They're concealing it behind closed doors. And the reason for this, that these vaccine, this vaccine hasn't been through 24 months of phase three trial, which if you look at the uh, article I wrote, I've got a link to the Pfizer protocol for that vaccine. And it says that phase three should be 24 months. And they're going to do phase three as they give out the vaccine that's gone through phase one and two. Now, that is incredible. I mean, even for the people that believe vaccines work and it's all, you know, tickety-boo and there's no problems with them, that is totally heretical for a vaccine that hasn't been through phase three to go straight to market and to be advocated by the government and the British Army. And they should be ashamed of themselves because these vaccines are dangerous. The government knows it's dangerous, yet it's not telling that to the public. So the British government, again, is lying to the public like they did in May in this country when they said there was such a thing as a 100% antibody test, 100% perfect antibody test. Another lie. So these are, you know, this is all clearly the government lying to the public, saying one thing to the public and behind closed doors, knowing there's something else going on. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's absolutely important that people get this information out and that they're, they're made aware that what the government and the Department of Health are saying is not the truth. It's actually a blatant lie. And we want to put that message out loud and clear. And this isn't conspiracy theory. This isn't, um, you know, some crazy people. You know, these are... Credible scientists saying this. Uh, there's a retired GP, general practitioner in the British Medical Journal, has blown this up this week. You know, there's a lot of people writing in. There's a lot of people reading this. A lot of doctors are concerned. Uh, we have Professor Alison Pollock 
at Newcastle University, who's come out against the government and said that citywide testing has no evidence base and should not go ahead. And the government are ignoring these mainstream experts and ploughing ahead because they're actually, they actually prostituted themselves to the vested interests that are behind people like Fauci and Burks in the States and over here, sage scientists, the funded vested interests. And we know the names. Gates is all over it. All of Pfizer, all the big pharma, they're all behind this and they're all going to make megabucks on the back of mortality and morbidity in the British population. Kevin, let me let me interject one thing here. Uh, we know that uh, Bill Gates has come behind with another, I think it's $70 million that he's pumped back into this stuff. Um, and uh, I had that article up here and I've, I've lost it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that in the archive as well. We know that's going on. I watched the 60 Minutes thing from uh, General Perna last night. And one of the interesting things about that was the doublespeak that's going on there. For instance, they have not even approved they have not even approved this vaccine yet he had the yeah. audacity to tell 60 minutes, "Oh, we're already we've already stockpiled millions of them." Now wait a minute. <laughs> How are you stockpiling a vaccine that's not even been approved yet? How I mean, shouldn't that cause people a concern? Uh, then they're showing all of the elaborate thing and there was so much doublespeak. You would hear something said and it was like they came right behind it saying something that shouldn't be being done with what they just said. It's an incredible thing. I, I just I don't understand how that is. Then we have President Trump coming out. And again, guys, I'm going to put the, the links for the uh, the videos there in the archive later this morning at SonsLibertyMedia.com. So you can see for yourself along with these documents. And we have him coming out and saying, oh, this is great. You know, it's never been done in history. It usually takes several years. It, it can only We've done it in a matter of months. And, you know, trying to make people feel assured about what they're doing when even Pfizer's come out and said it's only 90 percent effective. Well, they say, well, that's great. Well, folks, let's think about that a second. When you went to school, what was a 90? A 90 was a B. (laughs) Do you want to take a B rated vaccine and stick it in your body? I mean, I I tend to think it's more like an F, but that's what they're telling you. But people aren't picking up on that. Kate, you want to chime in on that? Yeah, I think it's really important that people uh, understand what this is. It's a lab-generated RNA, and it's going to go into your body via a syringe. It's going to go into your cells where it's going to hijack the protein-making machinery called ribosomes in your cells, and it's going to produce um, a, a viral component And what that's supposed to do is teach your immunity how to attack the virus, to train your immunity. Now, if if one were to consider that we we have lots of coronaviruses already in our bodies and everything that I was taught that I now know not to be true, that viruses and exosome are one and the same. And I'm quoting Dr. James Hildreth here. He said that you look at the the exosome, the size, the ACE2 receptor, which is supposed to be COVID-19, they're identical. That would mean, I I, I would go as far as to hypothesize that they are going to be injecting into us something, a genetically modified RNA, that's going to train our immunity, our immunity that the creator gave us. We don't need 
We don't need anything added. We know that Satan wants it added. And they're going to train our immunity to suicide us. We're going to suicide our own bodies because we're going to be attacking the very thing that is required when we become so toxic. We don't want those toxins breaching the cell membranes. So exosomes come out of the cell that are very specific to that toxin. Exosomes are virus. That's what it is. They have a specific lock on them. They soak up the toxins and then they head off to your immune cells, your white blood cells, where they have a specific key and they take it out of the body. And we see the body making its own uh, cleanup liquid, if you like, you know, your mucus and, and fluid. And so what you see when um, our first part of our immunity is switched off by aluminium, um, which happens in other vaccines, and the second half is ramped up, we see cytokine storm, which is where our lungs fill with fluid and our organs start to fail. I do not see how this Frankenstein, absolute Frankenstein um, GMO vaccination that hasn't been tested, it hasn't had double-blind placebo trials, it hasn't had phase three done. And what we talk about with phase three is where you take your cohort, your group of people, and you vaccinate them, and then you watch them over a period of years to see if there are any long-term effects, to see if it's giving them this immunity, or if it's giving them autoimmune disease, or if it's giving them cancers, anything like that. They're completely missing that. So what we have now is we have a shot in the dark, but it's actually not a shot in the dark, because they're stating and covering their backsides that they know it's going to cause adverse events that could be fatal. Now, I I would want to go back now to, to children, babies, and we see these babies being born. And when they get to three months old, they're given lots of vaccines all at once. And going back, no vaccine has ever proven safe. No vaccine's ever been proven effective. And no two vaccines have ever been tested for their efficacy, meaning when you give them together, they can have a much more profound effect. So they've never tested that. In fact, the only two areas that I can find where the efficacy of drugs hasn't been done is is the two most dangerous, really, which is vaccinations and oncology. And when people are given oncology drugs, they can suddenly die. If they're given a cocktail, which they are, they just die. They go in and, you know, they have a profound effect and that's it. So you're going to have these babies that are going to be given their usual um, dangerous vaccines all together. And then they're going to be getting this one on top. I mean, this is, it's madness. It's genocide. But along with that is the issue of informed consent. Before you take or you decide on having any test or any vaccine, you should be presented with the information about the the effects of that. And you should be allowed to have time to decide whether you want to do this or not. When you've got the army coming into towns, knocking on doors, saying, would you like a test? We've never had that in this country, ever, that the army has been mobilized for a disease, if you believe it's a disease, that kills less than 1% of people globally 
It's absolutely incredible. It's bizarre. It's, it's, it's out of proportion to the accepted risk. And this is what people need to think about here. Why are they mobilizing the army to front this up? We have a Brigadier Fossey in charge of Liverpool's citywide testing, not a director of public health. There's not a director of public health, a physician or a nurse running the testing in Liverpool. It's an army brigadier from the British Army who's not a healthcare professional. What do they know? Okay, so it's a management issue. You don't need to be a doctor or nurse to run a programme. But they know that, that when you put the, the, the army in front of something, it has an image of force. The army in, equals force visually. It's a visual metaphor for forcing people and coercing them. And that's why they're using the British army. There's no other reason. They say it's to do the logistics, the distribution, all the rest of it. That's rubbish. We've got the National Health Service locally in Liverpool, Birmingham, and all these cities could run a testing, screening, and a vaccination program. They've done it since the war. So why do we need the army for this? And I'll tell you why. It is to coerce people. A visual coercive metaphor is when you see somebody in a, a uniform coming towards you saying, would you like a test? Actually means you need a test. You will have a test. So yeah, this, this is war. So war, it is, it's a war time. It is We're a under war. great threat. Hmm. It's a war uh, on our and, own and people. You know, we, uh, the Kevin and I have talked war about on their this. own people. You know. Kevin and I have talked about this. Now we can sit here and we can say, well, we're not consenting. But there are thousands and thousands of children, vulnerable adults, adults with learning disabilities, physical disabled. Then there's all the uh, elderly people. And they are, a lot of them are under the care of the social work team, the social services. And so they don't get to decide. So you have all these children in the care system, even the children that are fostered, who are going to be given this vaccine and they don't have a voice. And well, sh- I'm not sh- saying that they're, mm. in, th- sorry, I'm not saying that they're any greater priority than yes. the elderly people, but, but the reason I have, I, I have a big, uh, it, it is my pain and I am going to take this up. Absolutely. And I'm not going to stop now on this one. Um, is these children need protecting from the government from the very people that are supposedly there to protect them, the social services, the social workers, the director of children's services. And the evidence is all here. It's all here in front of us. Um, I've printed it all off. The evidence is here. And so Kevin and I, as the medical revolutionaries, we decided to to send a, a, a letter to all of these people, all of them, and to send it to every single newspaper and radio station and to the Prime Minister and to the Minister for Health. And we're going to tell them that we are making them accountable and that if they don't, within seven days, make all of this public knowledge to the wider public and to those that are going to be injected, then we are going to hold them legally accountable and serve them genocide notices. Well, guys, <clears throat> this is the interesting thing, and I should have brought up the particular section of this 60 Minutes interview with this General Perna. He's the guy in charge of the military operation here in the States of distributing the, the vaccine. 
The interesting thing was, oh, they said we got to keep this. Um, <clears throat> we have to keep this this vaccine like very very cold. Then they're running into issues mm. where they they're going to places. Uh, I think they said Puerto Rico and some other places where they don't have the ability to keep it cold. So they're going to do dry ice, but then they don't have dry ice. So then they're going to do all this other stuff. <clears throat> and the one thing that struck me was they said, "What if this doesn't work out? Who's to blame?" And General Perna goes, "It starts. It stops with me. I accept full responsibility." And I want to scream, "Do you accept responsibility for any of these adverse effects, including deaths?" For your delivery of this thing without questioning what's going on behind the scenes with this stuff. And nobody asked that question. Nobody asked that of Donald Trump. And they certainly aren't going to get this with uh, with Pfizer or any of these other groups uh, producing a vaccine. Those guys have uh, immunity, if you will. They're, they're pretty much blanketed. You can't sue them, which is, I mean, immoral in and of itself. If these people are doing they're the harm... They're actually limited companies. Yeah. They're limited companies in the UK. Our prime minister is a limited company. They're not people. Well, I, I understand that. I understand that they, that they are that. But what, what I'm getting at is the, the people who run those companies know what's going on with this, and they're <clears throat> sort of sneakily putting it under the radar in the legalese. I, I was showing the uh, document, uh, Dr. Corbett, that you had up. Uh, one was... Obviously, the the document from Pfizer here, but also this one from. Can you explain what this uh, Tenders Electronic Daily is? Supplement to the official journal of the EU. Well, it's a record. You see, everything is regulated across the EU countries. So, if the government of any EU country, and we're st- although we're coming out, we're still in a transition period, they have to declare any contract that they want to f- forge with a company on an EU database. So they have to, they put a tender out for some work to be done and they put a tender out for AI systems. It's got to go on that website. It's got to be declared. It's got to be publicly declared in a transparent way electronically so that you can do everything the same across the EU because the EU is about homogenizing us. You know, it's about federal Europe. So that's why we've got these regulatory databases like this, where they capture these sorts of um, tenders that go out from every government. And you'll see on that website, I'm sure you can see other governments' tenders. I haven't explored it fully. But it's basically a way of recording what's being put out to tender. And you can see from that document, that website, that there's actually a contract in place, and it mentions the name of the company. So that's already in place ahead of the rollout. The government ahead of the rollout of this vaccine that hasn't been through phase three knows that it's going to damage or kill the population because those words are in there. They're in that document. Then why are they allowing a vaccine that has got potential serious side effects like this to go into the population? And, you know, that's where the conspiracy theory bit comes in, because hang on a second. If you're a government and Department of Health and you know something's not good, it's going to hurt people, haven't you got a moral, legal, ethical, professional duty not to expose them to that until it's gone through proper trial and has a proper license? And what they want to do is to get the MHRA, the Medicines Healthcare Products Regulatory Authority here, to give them a quickie license. Now, that's what they're doing pressure on 
They're putting pressure on the MHRA to give them a quickie license. So off they go. Oh, and they can say to the public, oh, it's all safe. They've given us a license. But it's not safe. Look, you couldn't get a drug through without a phase three trial. You know, and they say all sorts of reasons that, you know, they've fast-tracked it. They've done this. They've done that. They've done phase one and two and 40,000 or whatever. That's not the same as Kate saying to look at something over a period of time, what scientists call prospectively, because a lot of these things that go wrong with drugs and vaccines don't happen quickly. They may happen over a period of time, but some of them do happen quickly. You can get anaphylaxis reactions very quickly from having an injection. And let's hope they are set up for all this, because how many of the army are trained to do resuscitation? If there's a serious anaphylactic shock, somebody could collapse and they need resuscitation. They need cardiopulmonary resuscitation and CPR. So let's hope that they've got all that ready and they have adrenaline ready because they're going to need it looking at that document. So this is, this is the issue, really, I think, for us is we're shining a light, really, as the medical revolutionaries on the fact that the government is saying one thing behind closed doors and another thing to the public. And we've had a lot of this this year, haven't we, with COVID and the coronavirus. Uh, a lot of outdoor decisions. We had this issue in this country about mask wearing. Now, we went through the expert committee's minutes, the expert committee called SAGE, that advises Boris Johnson and the cabinet. I can't find, we couldn't find, the barrister looking through this for us, couldn't find any of the SAGE scientists had actually been recorded in the minutes as recommending mask wearing in shops or in closed public spaces. And it looks very much like that that advocate, that advice was a political decision by Boris Johnson's cabinet, that they decided they were going to push that onto the public. So again, the scientists saying one thing, the government saying another to us. The government knows this vaccine has issues, and it's dangerous. They said it in that document. Otherwise, why do they put a tender out? Unless it's a fake, and I don't think it is, because it's been checked out by other people. So right. they know it's they know it's bad, yet they're advocating it to the public. That's the issue. That and that's the that's the real question that I have. Uh, again, going back to the sixty minutes thing, uh, they were just going through all of the logistics. And it was, again, the double speak. you, you got to watch the, the interview. It's like 14 or 15 minutes long. And one of the things that was asked was, when, at least for here in the States, when this vaccine goes out, it's going to have armed guards? Oh, yes, it's going to have armed guards everywhere it goes. Okay, so what else are you using besides the military here? To, oh, well, we're going to use um, uh, commercial airliners. We're going to use FedEx. Uh, does somebody have a problem here with trying to understand how you have armed guards from point A to point B, but you're going to use FedEx? I'm I'm just not buying it. I I think it's all a ruse. I think it's all being drummed up. And they've spent, this guy said, this Perna guy said that just on Operation Warp Speed, they have spent, I think he said, $12 billion. $12 billion, not million, billion dollars on it. And he said, I think he's, I think he mentioned he would go a little bit past double that, like somewhere upwards of $28 billion. I may be misquoting there, but I'm going to have the video because I'm not wanting to, to do that. But it's a lot of, of our money in America. And here's the thing, guys. One, our Constitution 
doesn't authorize the military for any of this. I mean, can you remember when conservatives used to be against Meals on Wheels by the military? That's not what they're to be used for. Now they're being used for this. Um, they're going to be doing things like bribing you. They're going to be doing things like, I mean, we've already got the report out yesterday from Matt Agris that Ticketmaster, is, that these fascists are working together with, with the fascists in government, and they're going, to, they're going to be the ones to get around the government uh, you know, restrictions of the Constitution, and they're now telling people, we're putting in place when this is available, that we won't, you can't come to a concert that we sell tickets to unless you've yeah. been vaccinated. I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. And by the way, I'll, I'll just give some, some pluses out there. My um, son, R.C., came in uh, yesterday, and he goes, Dad, he says, do you know what I found out? And he was talking about the, the term corona. And he had obviously gotten into some information from The Invisible Rainbow, that book uh, by Arthur, I don't forget how to pronounce it. Arthur Christenberg. Yes, thank you. He had obviously gotten some information, and he says, well, this, this comes, these are things that happen from the sun that affect the radio wave. And I said, yep, that's exactly the right. Rainbow. And people, yeah. people do your research. You'll find out influenza in the 1500s and such were, were discovered to be timed with things that were happening on the sun that were affecting the radio uh, wave, radio frequencies on the earth. And then as time went on, we've talked about this with you, Kate, and, and uh, Dr. Kaufman, uh, the Spanish flu, same kind of thing. Um, introduction of radio waves, all of this. So I was very encouraged that here's my son out on his own, comes across this information, says, I didn't know this. And I said, yeah, I said, it's, this is the kind of stuff that we're pointing out. This is not this, this pandemic that the they're using things that, that naturally occur. Uh, and for yeah. people who haven't been taking care of themselves, they're, they're obviously getting sick. But they're using these kinds of things and they're driving this narrative of fear and they are the saviors with their little... Uh, pharmakia yeah. that they deceive the nations with at Re- uh, Revelation eighteen twenty three. They deceive the nations with it, and the people are just buying into it. it it's really amazing, especially considering the uh, the health uh, effects the of what they're saying. They're not saying this may happen. They're saying it's expected high volume of COVID nineteen vaccine yeah. adverse drug reaction. I mean, yeah, you, you know, it's you know, just clear. <laughs> Go ahead. Tim. Yes. So to, going back to the um, the vaccine being stored at minus 70, um, when I think generally it's stored between two and five, and they're, they're saying there's a thousand doses per vial, and it has to be used within five days. So I was talking to two people now who work at the doctor's surgeries here, and they both said, I don't know how we're going to manage uh, that amount of process that amount of people and of course the GP surgeries all here the general practitioner the doctors have been told to be on standby ready to start this vaccine and they're already saying um, they don't know how they're going to manage and process this and going back to what Dr. Corbett has said about anaphylactic reaction and having ready to give adrenaline well, they're just not going to do that because they're not they're not even resuscitating people in the hospitals. And then they say that you can't resuscitate someone unless you put a towel over their airways because they might be exhaling this deadly boogeyman. So all of it is it's it's all over the place. It's literally all over the place. And just going back to, uh, you know, the antibody test, we're sold this story that 
antibodies are indeed a way of showing us that we've come into contact with with um, contagion. Well, that's simply not true either. It was another thing that was sold to us in order to to validate the Rockefeller pharmaceutical industry throughout the hospitals. When in actual fact, your antibodies start working with your immune cells to get rid of these big protein molecules that have gone into the cells when you are indeed toxic. Toxic, it's Latin. And so what they do is they do a cleanup job. So you see people with antibodies who are toxic. So if you've just, if you live in a toxic area or you eat a lot of toxic waste or you've had even an illness. And so when we have any, any damage occurring to any part of our bodies, we'll have an area around that which has tox- toxicity, has a penumbra effect. So anything like that is going to generate antibodies. We've also seen where children have been vaccinated and they've had no antibody response and yet others have. And then we've seen people who are with patients who are contagious and some of them have got antibodies, others haven't. So it's not a sign that you've come into contact with anything. It's a sign that our bodies are indeed working and they're working with our white cells to get rid of these large protein molecules that have gone into cellular. It's all upside down and inverted. And why is that? Because of the work of Satan, pharmacia, witchcraft and sorcery. And going back to what you've just said about um, the corona charge, solar flares, etc. Going back to a little bit of science, we, we are a bundle of fantastic cells from the creator, made perfect in his image. And those cells got a little reservoir in them called the mitochondria. I've talked about this before, and it has to make fluid in there. And in order to make the fluid, which becomes nutrition as well for our immune cells, and also we need this vitamin D receptor, which is actually a hormone on every cell. But that fluid, in order for it to be made, it relies on the electrical field of the sun in the daylight. And at night, it changes. And that's why you see an exponential increase in illness, dis-ease in night shift workers, and I was reading, I'm not very good, you know, I'm a new Christian and um, I was listening to an audio and reading the same time about the book of Revelation and, and it talks about the things when the seals are opened. And one of them that I was listening to, it talks about um, something coming from, from space, doesn't it? Uh, um, an asteroid or something hitting the earth. And I wonder if that's just a translation of what your son was talking about, which is in Arthur Fustenberg's book, Over the Rainbow, um, about the corona charge. I can see how all these dots join together and that would indeed change our bodies because our heart works with electrical firing, our whole nervous system, our our, uh, mitochondria fire and fire and fire. Me moving my arm is that electrical impulse Um, Our brains, you can measure the brain with an EEG, the heart with an ECG. That's why when people are electrocuted, you have to often take them up to coronary care to have their heart put back into sync. Thud lub, thud lub, you need to be paced. Because anything like this, any any change in the electromagnetic radiation around the body will have an impact 
on how our body works. So when we're bringing in all of these, even having copper piping in your walls, which is why the Amish, uh, and I was very fortunate to stay with them, and I asked an elder, and he told me he'd, he'd moved into this house and he'd ripped all the pipes out the walls because they understand the effect that that has on equilibrium, on the body's homeostasis. And I think all of these things have been totally discounted by modern allopathic medicine, which is really J.D. Rockefeller sorcery and witchcraft. They've thrown it all aside. Yeah. Kevin, you want to you want to speak to that? Well, I think what Kate's talking about is, you know, what mainstream science would talk about in terms of physics, you know, and it's about you know applying physics to the the biological organism and the the environment and terrain theory the 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 absence of you know well there's always been this in in mainstream medicine there's always been this sort of rivalry between immunology and virology and you can see this interface between the two where they they come together like with the hiv patients they'd share the virologists would share the patient the immunologists would maybe have some sort of input, but they never really, you know, it's really quite interesting that they, you had this dual approach and one group vying against the other because it, it reflects this approach. Do you focus on the, the external agents, the viruses, the bacteria, or do you focus on the bodily interior, the, 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 the terrain, the, the host and even those words like host and virus and bacteria, they're words that set up a polarity between inside and outside, between us and them. You know, they're really quite dangerous words because mm. words, words position you and they position your thinking and they influence your thinking. And now we're talking about since the Perth group in the 1980s and 1990s with HIV, they're the first group of scientists to really predate Andrew Kaufman, talking about HIV hadn't been isolated, maybe it's to do with oxidative stress, these things that move out of cells that look like viruses, that the tests say that are viruses. They're not viruses. They could be hundreds of other things. And now Andrew's saying the same thing in a slightly different way and using exosome theory, which has come to the fore in the last 20 years much more, and therefore, it's the same debate, you know, we need to throw out this Rockefeller um, way of looking at our bodies as, you know, fighting things and look at how our bodies actually work with things. You know, there's lots of, lots of bacteria and stuff in our bodies that is part of us and it's part of the outside. It moves between. It's neither one or the other. And so a less dogmatic approach a less technocratic approach to health where people aren't reduced to numbers. Modern medicine wants to reduce a set of blood results, a, a, a technocratic approach to health that just looks at us as numbers and as things and objects and objects to be managed, objects to be moved around, objects to be tested, objects to be vaccinated and to be drugged. And that isn't the right approach to human beings and human nature. And most doctors know this, most scientists know this, but because the way the whole of 
modern science and biomedicine has been set up and funded, it's not serving those humane interests anymore. It's serving a set of very vested interests. And, you know, everybody's heard the bad names, the baddies, you know, the Gates Foundation, (laughs) Pfizer, the big, big pharma. But beyond that, beyond that, there's more. It's a mindset that we're fighting here as as much as corporate power and, you know, official biomedicine and corrupted science. It's a mindset that looks at human nature and human existence as a quantifiable experience only. They want to quantify us and not qualify us. Right. Now, we do Kevin, need to quantify Kevin, can you hang on just a second? No. One of the, because um, hmm. we're going to be cut off here in just a second on Zoom. So sure. what I'm going to do is I'm going to close down. If you'll close down on the Zoom, we'll bring it back up. Just use the same link. Sure. It's, hopefully it's going to work. Uh, and I don't have to set up another one here live on the radio, but uh, hopefully that'll work. So it's going to cut us off in a minute or two. Uh, I just want to say, some people in the chat room, you're not paying attention. You're still caught up in this right-left, Republican-Democrat, Trump-good-Biden-bad kind of stuff, and you don't understand that both of them are in on it. Just like in the UK, they're all in on it. None of them's putting the kibosh on any of it. They keep pushing the same agenda forward. And you're sitting here worried about whether your team did a slam dunk on the other one. They're both doing it on you. That's the problem. They're both doing it on you. And I don't know why people can't see the tyranny that's right in their face. Biden is not not president yet. Okay? He's not president. Donald Trump's president. So all of this stuff moving forward is happening under his administration. But you can rest assured that if Biden goes into office, he's going to push the same thing. It's going to be pushed either way. And this is what people don't understand. And the the important thing of this show today, guys, I just want to tell you, for all you people stuck on the Trump 2020 or Biden 20, whatever, it, this show isn't about that today. It's about giving you information about what either of these rascals are going to do, and they're going to push on you and your children. Now, if you can't get that through your head, then, hey, may your change rest softly upon you, okay? But if you're a true American then the issue for you is you need to stand up against the tyranny. All right? Now, we've lost um, our Zoom connection, so let me jump back in here, open this back up, and uh, hopefully it's going to it's going to open okay uh, that I can um, get things going again. And we'll have to bring Kevin and, uh, and Kate back on. But I, I just want you to understand, because I see the people jump in here, over something that we're not even discussing. Look, look at Tracy. Trump would never harm us. Are you kidding me? This is the guy who continues to fund the murder of the unborn to the tune of over $600 million, along with Republicans and Democrats. Okay? He would never hurt us. Oh, really? He's the one who's violated the Second Amendment. Uh, yeah, he is, Tracy. If you if you remember, he is the one who told everybody that what was going on was he was in charge of opening up the states. He was going to work with the governors, but it was him, not the governors who made that. That's tyranny. He has no authority to do that. In fact, he has no constitutional authority to be clearing a national state of emergency, which started this whole thing. It started the whole thing. 
Yeah, that's what he's telling you, um, Smith. That's what he's telling... No, he's not. He continues to fund the murder of the unborn over $600 million. But you people don't get it. You don't listen. You don't pay attention except to what you want to pay attention to. And I'm telling you right now. Thank you. See ya. Take it easy. Because that's not what the show's about. The show is about dealing with the fact that you're being lied to by your government. You're being lied to by the, the medical industry. Or they're sitting here trying to hide it under legal ease and quiet it down. And here's the thing. Who's putting all this th- stuff together? Who has spent billions of dollars of your money, America? Who has spent mil- billions of dollars of your money? Who's done it? Illegally, unconstitutionally, to give it to big pharma companies to produce a vaccine. Where is that in the Constitution? Article, section, and clause. It's not there. In fact, the whole vaccine racket, I mean, we could go back into the Scripture. Bradley talks about it all the time out of Leviticus that we're not to be mixing. Okay? And so this this idea that you're promoting, oh, he would never do this. Yeah, I'm sure some people said that about Hitler. I'm sure they said that about Stalin. They love they love their country. And what did they end up doing? Now, I'm not saying Donald Trump's going to do that, but I'm saying he's already given you in, Robert, instances of that. Lies. Can I call you back in about 10 minutes? <laughs> Kate's on the <laughs> phone. <laughs> but the point is, is this. They have taken and they're pushing this agenda forward. And it doesn't matter who's in the White House in January. It's going to be the same agenda. I don't know why people can't see this. I just, I don't know why they can't see it at all. Okay? But people are so, they have so created such an idol out of Donald Trump that they cannot let that go. Everything is Trump, 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 Trump. And I'm like, what what in the world is wrong with, have Americans lost their minds? This yeah. is about our liberty. And the same thing I'm, I'm sure for you guys uh, and Kate and Kevin are back. I'm sure the same thing is true for you guys yeah. in the UK. There are people who probably say do the same thing with Boris Johnson. Uh, you know, they, they have this uh, idolatry over a guy who can't brush his hair. And it, it's, it's amazing to me that people can't see their liberty is at stake here. Then, hey... You've still got 10 minutes, guys. If I'm wrong, Garcia, if I'm wrong, give me a call, 215-867-8255. Set me straight. But you better bring your A game with some documentation. That's all I got to say, all right? So let's get back to this. I hope everything is still working here and we don't have to load back up again, but we might. Uh, Yep, we're going to have to load it back up. All right, Kevin, uh, you're back on here. Uh, I think you were finishing up a comment. Or, Kate, did you have something that you wanted to bring into this as well? Um. You know, I was just, I, I sit on the fence a lot about Trump and uh, I, did a, I did a Sky News segment. It was a podcast. They were trying to pull me into the whole Q thing. And, and I'm not a Q supporter. I do. I respect you on anyone who wants to be and it's up to them. But I was looking um, at what you were saying and I was just agreeing, concurring with you. Um, Trump's pushing ahead with Operation Warp Speed with the vaccine. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether he's saying about uh well anything else of what he's saying it's like your executioner might not agree with everyone that wants you dead and might actually be chatting and smiling at you but they're still going to chop your head off Uh, so uh we're still we're still in lockdown lock up uh we're still having our civil liberties taken away from us um so where is this swamp that's being drained uh you know where is it 
And that's, that's what I, I, think, I think. And I think that's what I was trying to say earlier is that, you know, this technocratic approach to healthcare is shared by whatever part of the political spectrum you're on. To some extent, all of them believe in the same things. They share the same worldview, the same perspective on healthcare. You know, we need the vaccines, we need them fast. And over here, we've got Operation Moonshot, haven't we? So in America, it's called Warp Speed. Over here, it's called Moonshot. So they're all borrowing these, you know, science fiction NASA type terminology to get the message. Which, which is right. If you look up what Moonshot means, it actually means something that's not, not really been tested and passed yeah, and to check if it's any it? good. I mean, yeah. I can't think of, it's almost, they're laughing at us. Well, they're not laughing at me because I can see you. Um, but they're laughing. They're yanking our chains. Our, our chains that if you think that you don't have shackles as a member of the British public, we've been shackled since birth. Yeah. And uh, if you think that you don't have them, then you're you're just enjoying your incarceration and your diddly squat life and your little garden and your car and going off down to the supermarket with your mouth gag on and doing your bit and being a good citizen. Uh, well, well, let me tell you, it's an abusive relationship and the next part's coming up really fast. That's exactly right. Lock and load, baby, all the way. That syringe is coming. Mm. Yep. And, uh, you know... To, this is going to be like Leicester, which we talked about last week, on a grand scale. Because mm. the reason, you've got to ask yourself, why do they want it done so quickly? Mm. And so many people all at once. Well, it's really obvious. Get your heads out of Netflix and think logically. Just engage that brain, that discernment, yeah. whatever it is. Find it in yourself. Yeah. Well, because no, you were say, given yeah. these children, yeah, given these babies as gifts to nurture and to look after them. We advocate for them. For goodness sake, you're going to take your child and lay it on the sacrificial altar mm. of, of these hideous people to have it vaccinated with a, something that the documents are here. They're telling you. They're telling you in the documents. Start reading. I mean, you don't need yeah, to have a I mean, PhD to read it. Exactly. And who reading that... Who in their right mind, reading that document, when they're asked to take a test or to take that vaccine, which is, you know, the tests are prelude to the vaccine, of course. So you take the test, you take the vaccine. Uh, it's a sweetener, you know, a carrot. And basically, who and you reading, get that, paid document, in Liverpool. You get who paid reading in Liverpool. that document would in their right mind want to, they wouldn't touch it with a barge pole. Nobody in their right mind would take a vaccine like that that hasn't been through phase three, where the government behind the public's back are saying it could kill people. We know it could kill people and we want you to give us an AI system so we can pick up the adverse events. It's absolutely criminal and they need to be tried in court for what they're doing because they're actually killing the public. And that is not a conspiracy theory. That's fact, because it's in that document, and the government says it themselves. Well, so course. people need to really see this, what it is. You know? the yeah. scientists, the scientists, not just the politicians, the scientists are criminal, the regulators are criminal, the General Medical Council and the Nursing Council have allowed this. They don't understand it. 
They think that they've been misled. That's what they'll say. Well, that's like the Nazi Germany situation where the doctors and the nurses said, oh, we're just doing our job. The scientists told us to put them in the gas ovens. It's absolutely appalling that this is happening in the 21st century. The nurses and the doctors stood trial. The nurses of the Third Reich, they stood there and they stood trial for that. And I know that a lot of you out there, you stalk me on every platform because your life is... And you send me hideous emails. Let me tell you, you don't get anything back from me because you don't bother me. God will sort you out. And as nurses, you're first in line and you're frontline workers. You're first in line for that vaccine. Yeah. Poetic, and looking, looking guys, hang, hang, on, hang on, hang on just a second. We got a call coming in and we're running out of time here. So let me take this because this is uh, the only yeah, time sure. I got to do it. All right, caller, are you there? Hello, Jim. Hey. You got about a minute. Jim, is this Jim? This is he. Hi, Jim. This is CC seven seven seven. Hey, good to see, good to hear from you. Yes, um, I could not find a show nowhere. I uh, I've been on D Live. I was everywhere, just listening to the conversation. I know where we're at with this. Did Al can Trump even think of coming up with a vaccine when you have no proof in a petri dish? But there's I had no, I could not find a show for nothing today. I missed it. Sorry. There's no, a bunch of others okay. yeah, it's, I talked to. You can't find it either. Yeah, that, I, I told I told everybody yesterday we weren't going to be on YouTube. We're going to be on D Live. We're going to be on Periscope. We're on the Facebook pages um, and Twitch. Yeah, and you I'm can on D Live. You can see you can see that on uh, Sons I was of Liberty. On D-Live. Okay, you can see it on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com too. It's always up there on the right. Uh, my show is because uh, it's going through Twitch. But we appreciate you, and it's good to hear from you. Um, we're, we're running out of time though. And I, so I got to let you go cause it, I got to cut off the phone for the, for the radio audience, but we're going to probably hang over just a little bit and let uh, Kevin and Kate kind of finish, but we appreciate your call very much. Always good to see you in the chat room too. Uh, guys, we've got about 40 seconds now, Kate, uh, I know you're not one to, to speak about your needs and things. And Kevin, I don't know what you have of that. I know Kate's really been hit hard we got about 30 seconds before we end the show, and I want you to get that out. Kate, will you tell people where they can find you and, and how they can well, help, help you maybe donate or something well, like that? Well, if you need medical advice, it's katesheminirani at gmail.com, and I do programs, and we reverse disease, and I can absolutely assure you, together with the patients, we do it. I have a PayPal account, which I'm sure Tim will put up. Um, also, uh, I'm on Parlor. I am on YouTube. Um, I'm on I'm on BitChute. But uh, we are now on every single platform. We're just loading up. You can look for us as the medical revolutionaries. You can find us everywhere. We've got the medical revolutionaries. Sorry about that. I had the music up there and I wasn't paying attention. Uh, We're going to have all those links and we'll have a link to Dr. Corbett's site as well. And uh, they're going to stay with us just a few more minutes. And we're going to finish up our thoughts on what we're doing today. See you on Monday. Adios. All right, for anybody joining us from Red State Talk Radio, welcome, and we appreciate you very much. Uh, yeah, you know what, guys? Uh, it's amazing to me. We get on a subject like this that's dealing with people's lives, and all people can think of is their political idols, their political messiahs, their political saviors, the ones that they look to to save them when they are the one in this country at least, they're the ones to enforce the law. The people are to do that. 
and uh, and they and they've just missed the whole thing. They they've sold out their birthright for a a, a bowl of of beans like Esau did to Jacob, and they're not seeing what's right in front of their faces. That's what that's what just completely blows my mind is that people don't see what's right in front of their faces. We we've come on here. You guys have brought documentation where your government over there in the UK has has said this about the Pfizer vaccine that they are expecting high volumes of adverse reactions to the vaccine. What does that entail? Can you give us some of the examples of this? Well, the, the vaccine itself, first, first of all, when you look at what's in vaccines, you've got to remember you're going to have the usual suspects, the aluminium, the mercury, the viruses, funguses, mold, diploid cells, which are the ones that immortalize, they turn into cancer later. And... And then on top of that, the fact that it's, um, as I've already said, you know, it's, it's an RNA, it's genetically made in a lab, it's going to go into your body, it's going to invade your cells, it's going to hijack the protein making machinery in your cells, your uh, ribosomes to produce a viral component, which is then going to teach to train your immunity to attack these viruses. What virus? It's not even been purified. So you have to ask, what is it attacking? It's going to attack you. And we know that yeah. vaccines cause autoimmune diseases. And then on the top of that, I was just going through all my papers. And let's just remember that when, by the time the measles vaccine came out, measles or the symptoms that they describe as measles was eradicated by 98% before the vaccine even hit the market due to better sanitation, better food, better healthcare, better living conditions. And, and it was, one, could, one could hypothesize with that trajectory that if you'd have given it another decade, it would have been completely gone. You see in areas where they've got disasters, where there's war, where there's famine, where there's overcrowding. Now to make that virus, that measles virus, to make it's a live virus, and they, they, put, uh, they put it through lots of machinery until it's very weakened. It reduces the disease-causing ability, or so they say. And scientists revert, refer to it as a weak virus or an unatten- uh, sorry, attenuated virus. But what you find is that that virus remains in the body. And a recent study, this is, go- well, it's recent, it's about 15 years ago now, um, it showed that at autopsy, 20% of the brains autopsied, autopsied in adults contained that live virus that was, and 45% in other organs. In other words, the virus is hiding in their bodies, these injected ones, their entire lives. And what that actually does is it, it causes this constant inflammation. It's constant. And then you get... That the vaccinated person acts like a generator because these viruses mutate, and that's what they discovered. These viruses have mutated, these very viruses that have been made in a lab that you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have normally. So, do you see what they do? The Rockefeller whole system it's a lock and load baby. They get the babies young, sometimes they even get the pregnant mamas. And they give them the flu vaccines. There's a 400% increase 
in spontaneous abortion, that's miscarriage once you've had that flu vaccine. So they're getting these babies young and they're vaccinating them with all these viruses, funguses, mold, mercury, aluminium, mm-hmm. uh, which, which goes to the blood-brain barrier, causes inflammation, sets up constant chronic inflammation, causes dementia later. And then they're going to require all the services that are in this healthcare system, which is not healthcare. You, you, yes, A&E, accident and emergency, it's bit not, of yeah. obstetrics. The rest is an industry. It's an industry. And the NHS was the second biggest employer in the world. It's an industry. It's all linked. It keeps the banks rolling, the tax going. They're making us sick, keeping us sick, treating us, killing us and destroying us and charging us for it the entire way through. It's evil genius. It's very interesting because... This the concept of the NHS as an industry. People do talk about it like that, but they don't talk about it in the way that we talk about it, like Kate's just talked about it. And it is a way of getting you hooked on medicines. I don't know anybody my age. I'm exceptional. I'm not on any medication. Everybody my age in their mid-60s is all on medication. They're on statins. They're on this drug. They're on that drug this antidepressant, that antidepressant, you know, and they go to the doctor and they come away with more pills and they're still no better. It doesn't cure them, but that's the whole idea. And they call it chronic disease management in in primary care here in the UK, chronic disease management. Now you're in a system, you're dependent on the system and you devolve responsibility for your health to the health service. And people talk about the National Health Service here like a god, you know. It's the hospital. The hospital, yes, it's a very good term, that, because that's where it ends up, because you take all this medicine, you're continually ill, you're never cured, you know, and the parameters get lower and lower for putting people on drugs. Good example, do you remember statins? You know, the cutoff was 20, then they did another study funded by drug companies, the cutoff went down to 10. And it'll go further. And the idea being more and more people need these drugs. That's the idea that they put around. More and more people don't need these drugs. More and more people need to stop taking these drugs and to look for alternatives that they can manage on their own without dependency on highly technocratic medicine that's expensive, that doesn't cure. Cure's never really a concept in biomedicine today. It's not even a cure in these vaccine trials. Well, Kevin, because, yeah. Kevin, let me let me ask you something. This is why we were having Kate on uh, was to deal with some. Of, now, obviously, we've gotten off of some of that due to what what we're having over there in the UK, what we're having here in the US. But one of the things that that we brought her on was because really our cures, if you will, are to keeping our good health is in a lot of what God has provided us that comes from the ground in our food sources. Our food sources are being polluted by the GMO products. Uh, they're being polluted uh, with some of the pesticides that are being used and things of this nature. And so we're consuming that. It has to have some kind of effect on the body. Of course it does. Yeah. So it's, it's effect. right. So you would think the majority of our health issue would not be, um, what's the thing that the socialists want to push? And, and by the way, folks, uh, this happened. This has happened. Uh, Donald Trump has said he wants universal health care, too. I could play you the clip. 
Uh, but this is the way the government looks at it is, well, we want these pre, um, these, these, these well visits. Well, when I was a yeah. kid, you didn't go to the doctor unless you were sick and you had to be like really, really sick. Because yeah. if you got well, the quote-unquote flu, you laid yeah. in bed for three days until you were better. So uh, this is this is part of what people aren't hearing. That all they hear yes. is, I need a shot, I need a pill, I need something to make this go away. And they never go back to what God said. Here's what I've given you for food. He lays it out in his law. And then he says, I'm, laying bef- I'm sitting before you life and death. Choose life. That's what he tells the people. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't understand... You know, that's the the major distinction that I see between what you guys are pointing to and what we hear from the main uh, health care professionals uh, from that Rockefeller kind of error, that, that, that scheme that they put as well. Sorry, I didn't mean to inter- interrupt you there. just wanted to go back. You know, we talk about food and it, it used to be, you know, people used to grow their food. And after the war, people had to grow food. And when you grow food in its in its natural soil and you use biodynamic where you use everything, uh, you know, you, you have all different animals on your farms and they all produce differently. You don't have all pigs. Uh, it, it's all different animals and you use everything. Your food grows in over 40, 42 nutrients over that. And we need that. Now commercially grown produce is grown in only three things, phosphorus, nitrogen, and potassium. And you'll get a very big colorful vegetable but it will be devoid of nutrients before it's even hit the table. And then if it's grown in glyphosate-ridden soil, the zinc will be shellated and won't go into the plant. And I've talked about this before, 2.7 billion people on the planet are now zinc deficient. And zinc's required by the mast cells in the lungs, but it's also stored in men, over 78% in the testes and the prostate. And zinc actually will inhibit the enzyme that converts your good testosterone into your bad testosterone. So where do we see evidence of this dis-ease? Remember, toxicity, when the liver can no longer generate and process, sorry, can no longer process these toxins, and you're now so deficient in vitamins and minerals, you can no longer generate an immune response. And what's the first thing people will do when they get sick? They'll lose energy. They'll complain of being tired. What do we see a dog do when it's sick? It sleeps, it gets in its bed and it sleeps. And all cancer patients, when you ask them, even before they're diagnosed, and I can vouch for that because I've been one, um, is that they felt incredibly tired. It's not a tiredness where you lack sleep or you're anemic. It's a different kind of fatigue. You're almost running on empty. Well, that would absolutely go together with the fact that you can no longer generate an immune response, which is where sugar in the presence of oxygen goes into your cell and generates ATP, adenosine triphosphate. This is the Krebs cycle. It's very simple. And yet most nurses don't know it. So how can you have somebody going into a hospital? And I'm going to use that term because they are indeed the 21st century showers that are like the Nazi camps, because you go there, you're made sick, kept sick. And that's ultimately where most people end up to finish their life in this body. So they go there and they're not given foods that are nutrient dense to replenish them. They're not given clean fluoride free water. And remember what I said about the mitochondria requires uh, the electrical charge of the sun to make the fluid Well, interestingly, fluoride 
stops that electrical charge as well. And it becomes very difficult for the mitochondria to make the fluid. So here's another little spanner in the works that was added, not by nature, was added by man. So they're given fluoride dirty water. They're in, a, they're in a, an area which has got lots of benzene, which is cleaning products, um, lots of carcinogens, lots of cleaning stuff, lots of, and it's all in the air. If you're cleaning something and you can smell it, it's in your systemic circulation already, and it's going all around your body. And every three minutes, your entire blood supply goes through your liver and your liver's having to process another toxin. And then you're being given um, all these poisonous drugs where they've taken um, the active compound from something that is natural, but it cannot be patented. So they've made a synthetic version, put a patent on it, and they're giving you that. And of course, going back to what Kevin was saying about statins, you'll put on statins and really... You're, you shouldn't be looking at your cholesterol level. You look at the triglyceride level. And that gives you an indication of actually what your liver's doing. And so they put these patients on a drug, which only thir- just over 30% of your cholesterol is, is down to what you eat. The rest of your tr- cholesterol level is due to your liver. Is your liver in good working condition? Is it free of toxins? Is it able to do its job? It's the site foreman. So you're put on statin drugs. And within seven to 10 years, you're going to start getting a bit of heart failure and you're going to be put on blood pressure medication. And so now you take your blood pressure medication and it's going to get um, you having a little bit of reflux because it drops the acidity. But it also stops the little valve at the bottom of your food pipe, your esophagus from closing. So you get that acid contents of your stomach coming back up what does your doctor call that oh you've got a bit of acid reflux we need to stop you've got too much acid it's not too much acid it's not enough acid because 1.5 to 3.5 is the level your stomach acid needs to be in order for that valve to close Mm. so it's the opposite of what they tell you so what does the doctor do i'll give you some amaprazole to stop your stomach acid. So Everything. now you have a, a bigger problem because the reason that the creator made your stomach acid, which incidentally, if it came out your stomach and dropped on your shoe, pure acid, it would burn a hole in it, but it doesn't do you any harm when it's in your stomach. So the reason it's 1.5 to 3.5 is it has to be the correct acidity to absorb the nutrients as your stomach's doing its job. So You've now got a stomach that's not the right acidity. You can't absorb your nutrients. And what happens now? You're not absorbing your calcium. So now you start to get signs of osteoporosis, brittle, holy Swiss cheese bones. So what does the good old quack do? And remember the allopaths at the turn of the century were the the quacks. Quacks, yeah. The quacks were the allopaths. The treatment would kill you. The naturopaths it would be the disease that killed you. So the quacks come along with their phony degrees because they don't have a PhD, as Dr. Kevin Corbett told me. And what they then do is they come along and they say, oh, you need some calcium tablets. We're going to give you some calcium tablets. Let me tell you, folks, it's not going to get into your bones and teeth. 
because it's going down the same route into your stomach. So where does it go? It goes into your soft tissue. It goes into your blood vessels. It goes on the outside of your bones, the bony spurs. So what does that affect? It affects the little node in your heart. The electrical impulse first starts to go down the little muscle fibers to make the top chambers of your heart squeeze and then the bottom chambers of your heart squeeze. Thud lob, thud lob. So now you've got a problem with your heartbeat. So what do they do? You need a pacemaker. Big dollar. So they're giving you a pacemaker. Now, I'm sorry I'm on a rant, but I absolutely hate this. I see it all the time. They've now got a pacemaker. And now that person who all they needed was a change in diet and they needed to take the toxic load off the liver and they would have been good, dandy and died of a ripe old age. Now they're a customer on a bag full of drugs, having heart surgery and who's getting rich? Big pharma and these quacks are now in top positions with their shiny shoes, nice suits, big car, children in private school, wives going to coffee mornings with their phony mates in the tennis club. And they've got a whole lifestyle on this and they're getting credibility. And so it goes on. I say, get rid of them all and let's start again. They all need screwing up, chucking in the bin and I'm sick of it. (laughs) I mean, I think what Kate's very clearly described there is a sort of cascade of intervention. So it starts with one thing and then... A few years down the line, it's got huge and you're engulfed in this system where you're totally dependent and you're having all this medication. And as she quite well described, one leads to another. One medication has side effects or effects on the body. There's no such thing as side effects of a drug. There are effects. The drugs affect your body in different ways. It's only somebody's decision that is a side effect or a main effect you know, and it's very arbitrary in many respects. What is a side effect? Well, yeah, I, and you know what, I, you know what I'm thinking uh, is here's here's what I'm thinking of as Kate was going on and as you're you're explaining there too, Kevin, is the the gospel account of this lady who had an issue of blood uh, for yeah. several several years. Uh, Mark five twenty five through thirty four. It says, "And a certain woman, which had an issue mm-hmm. of blood twelve years, had suffered many things of many physicians, <laughs> mm-hmm. and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse, grew worse." So, so she's the very definition of when these politicians get up. Oh well, Grandma's got to go there and figure out whether she's going to buy her her dog food or whether she's going to buy uh, her her medicine. This is the very definition of a woman that they're talking about. And it says, when she heard of Jesus, came in and pressed behind him and touched his garment. Now, in this culture, a woman who was menstruating was considered unclean. It was a ceremonial thing. She was considered unclean at the time. You weren't supposed to be doing this, especially somebody who was considered a teacher. She goes up. She she touches his garment. For she said, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, 
turned him in the in the press and said, "Who touched my clothes?" It's not that Jesus didn't know who touched his clothes. He's wanting the person to come forward and to testify that something had happened. His disciples said, "Thou seest the multitude throwing thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me?" And he looked around about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing that what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said to her, "Daughter, thy faith." hath made thee whole, go in peace, and be whole of thy plague. So, the very, I mean, this is a perfect example in the scripture, and we're going to run out of time, so we're going to have to run, uh, finish up the show here shortly. To me, this is a perfect example of what we see today, of what Kate just described, this constant uh, stream yeah. of medication so that you get worse and worse, not better. You get worse and worse, and they're making more money, and you're becoming more dependent upon them till. So you, you're spending, I mean, I had friends spending over $1,200 a month on medication. I'm like, what? Um, And they're doing it and they're getting worse. Mm -hmm. And yet here it is. I think the Bible does give us the answer. I think God is our healer. He's our protector, as we've mentioned from Psalm 91, of the perilous pestilence. All of this kind of stuff, if we're the people who are going to hide in him. Well, I think, as as we said before, that the, the Bible is also a record of knowledge. And th- it's very interesting listening to hear, hear that from Matthew again, because I remember mm. hearing that when I was a kid and also recently in church when we had the churches open. And what it's saying is that this is something that's recurred in human society when there are vested interests at, you know, operating in our society that they will enslave people from one generation to the next. It's just, it's happened in an earlier time and it's recorded in the Bible. So we should learn from that. But we haven't learned from the Bible, have we? Because we've replicated this already here in this society. So that's a very good message there, really, Tim, Mm. for us to to go. And I will go and read that again after the show. And, you know, we need to take these, these things seriously and not dismiss them. Of course, this is a spiritual war we're fighting. We've talked about this before. So, um, you know, I don't think Boris Johnson is going to take kindly as to us reading Matthew, but maybe we should do. Maybe we should do because they're definitely satanic in their operation. Yeah. Kate, we, we got, we got just a couple the, of minutes. You want to close us out? Tim, yes. I'm getting to the stage. I'm getting my fighting head on. Have you noticed? <laughs> it's coming. I'm just watching what's going to happen in the UK. And I can assure you, you know, we were, Kevin and I were talking about, um, uh, you, you can't protest in groups of more than two. And I said, that's great. We can be in my car with the megaphone loaded on the top from inside the vehicle. And we can just drive through the towns. There and you we go. can start saying, about, I, I am getting to the stage now where I'm going to be right out there. Yep. All right. So let's let's do this. Let's, uh, guys, we'll have the... Um, the documents I've talked about, the videos, where I'm going to even put up uh, Kevin and Kate's uh, Medical Revolutionaries video up so you guys will see what that's about. And as we close out, I'm going to give each of you a few seconds. Uh, Dr. Corbett, if you want to lead off, uh, why don't you tell people where they can find out more about you and uh, the work that you do? Well, all my work, my videos are on YouTube until they're taken down or BitChute. And um, as Kate said, the medical revolutionaries were going to be on all these platforms, Parler, etc. And um, Twitter, I've got a Twitter handle. It's KPC Research, Dr. Kevin Corbett. And um, I've also got a website, www.kevinpcorbett.com. 
and go for the Corona Hysteria button on that website. And so, and I've also got, you know, you can put my name into Google, into Scopus and PubMed, and you'll get my, you know, mainstream sort of publications if you're really bored. But the more, more exciting <laughs> stuff, the more exciting stuff is the stuff that I'm working with on with Kate. So that's okay. the really exciting stuff. So we, we've got our we've got our mojo, haven't we, Kate? <laughs> we have. All right, Kate, tell people where they can find out about you. And by the way, uh, you know, I, I stress this thing because I know in your situation, you're by yourself. They took your um, uh, your laptop, your phone and stuff like this. It's made, you know, getting doing anything for you really difficult. And I just want to stress to people, if you appreciate the information that Kate's brought to you in, in the past, maybe you feel led to help support her in some way. Uh, tell, tell them where they, they can find your, your um, website and also how they can help you as well if they, if they feel well, so led to do so. If anyone out there has got a Mac laptop that they don't use, if they've had a new one, oh, my word, wipe it clean and, and get in touch with me because I really struggle. I'm used to a Mac and, uh, and it links up to everything else till I get mine back because, um, uh, you know, they're costly. Uh, I have a PayPal button. Uh, you can put that up, Tim. I've sent it. I'm on every single platform with Kevin as the medical revolutionaries. We're on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we're on, we're on BitChute. We're on YouTube. We're on everything. You've just got to keep looking out because we're loading up now. We're on Twitter. Yeah. It's got the usual little monster trolls. Uh, you know, y- you're going to get yourself so burned. That's why I don't respond. And um, we won't bother. We just know yeah, that trolls, we won't bother. Yeah. We're not interested. Um, we've and, got a and website our, going up. And our motto is um, we, we expose the lie, lies and we reveal the truth. And that's what we've been doing in our own ways for a long time, both of us. So, you know, there's a synergy when people come together. Two together is often more effective than one, and two, one on their I agree. Own. I agree. Mm. All right, guys. So we've got... Um, We've got the, uh, there's a website being built and a new website for me. I've had to take the other ones down. We, you're not going to, the thing is, you forget we have God behind us. And so you, you're not going to push us down. I, I spent all yesterday um, being filmed for a new documentary that's being made on me. And there's another couple of programs. So, and yesterday, Kevin and I were interviewed for the Times and the reporter, the Times is a big paper was so interested in what had happened to me uh, when I was arrested, the lie, the search warrant that is nonsense, that wasn't signed, and we've got a barrister on it. You know what? You're not going to keep a good girl down and a good guy either because this is what (laughs) happens. We're like the phoenix. So get ready because we're coming. All right. We appreciate you both, and uh, I know it's fixing to cut us off from Zoom. So just want to close out the show, get that. Guys, if you want to find them, if you didn't get all of that, go to sonslibertymedia.com. I would say go after lunchtime because I have to get stuff up. Then I have to get all this put together in sort of an article format. All of the information that you got here, all of the websites, all of these kinds of things will be there. You'll be able to click on them, check it out for yourself, look at the documentation, watch the interviews and everything else. And you'll be able to do that at sonslibertymedia.com. I'm going to say... Probably after lunchtime. Check it out then, and it should be up. And with that said, I want to thank you, Kate, and thank you, uh, Dr. Corbett, again for joining us. Uh, somehow I'm going to have to get this set to where we can do the Zoom where we don't get cut off. But it wasn't so bad today. Everything worked pretty smoothly. We appreciate both your time. Guys, you guys have a great uh, weekend, great Lord's Day tomorrow, 6 a.m. 
on Monday. Dr. Carrie Madej will be on with us again. I told her, I said, if you've been doing this for a long time with the vaccines, because that's what she mentioned in the last uh, interview we had, I want you to come on and give us a history of vaccines, which she's going to do. And we're going to talk about this new Pfizer one, uh, which she's been uh, delving into just as much as Dr. Corbett and and Kate have been doing. So you guys, until then, 6 a.m. Eastern time, Lord willing, we'll see you.